Welcome back to another movie mastery. Technically in theaters now, but uh, we've got a special guest since Jeff has baby and cannot go out to the theaters or indeed do much of anything. Uh, it was dealer's choice this time, which means we went and saw Avengers Infinity War because it's the only way I could get her to come along with me. And you have been asking for her to come back onto the show. You love her so much. Everyone, please welcome back Claire. Hi. It's okay. I know that there's probably like one commenter on Reddit or something who wants me to come back and the rest of you are like, okay, fine. <laughs> so that's, uh, it's great. We've got her back and uh, we've, we actually had just the other night, we had several people in the discord asking for when you were going to come back. <gasps> I'm a superstar. People like you. It's, it's weird. I don't understand it, but okay. I don't understand it either, honestly. It's probably because I'm such a maverick breaking the rules with this whole in theaters now. Oh, yeah. You're you're really shaking things up. Well, Jeff's not here, so we don't have to play by his rules. We can make our own choices. We can shape our own destiny. <laughs> we can we can do all this and more on The Price is Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm John. If you didn't know, I don't think I mentioned it. I don't really care. Whatever. If you're listening to this, you've probably listen to one of our other shows and no and or if you're new you probably don't care you probably really don't care you just want to see if you're going to be angry and disagree with me on infinity war i mean at least one thing probably mm, it's it's possible it's entirely likely <laughs> so yeah uh i think it would be safe to say that you have not been a super huge comic book follower no i am one of those sort of horrible snobby literature majors who's like well I mean I really liked V for Vendetta and Watchmen because they're really like meta about the whole genre but no I don't sit around reading superhero comic books so my whole Marvel world is really the movies okay whereas I was one of those literature majors that was like fuck yeah I want to watch Spider-Man punch <laughs> dude woo and then you could probably talk really intelligently about how genre fiction has been sidelined and how graphic novels are you know they're great and everything but really even just the Serial comics have so... I mean, I'm sure you wrote a thesis on this at some point. I mean, no, but I could. <laughs> you could have had you not slept in and missed class all the time. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, there was... So a, many bowls smoked at Santa Cruz. There was, there was a time in my life where I had like a $200 a month comic book habit. <laughs> and I was just following fucking everything. So you I weren't was, smoking bowls at Santa Cruz because you couldn't afford the weed. No, I never buy drugs because I would prefer nerdly things. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I could be high for a little bit, but I'd rather be high on good feelings. <laughs> high on Spider-Man. But Infinity War is one of the major things in comic books for me. Like, mm. that was... Like, basically, What If was what got me into comic books, and that's sort of the alternate universe history stuff for Marvel. Right. But then Infinity War, I was like, oh, this is where you can actually do massive, crazy nonsense <laughs> and it be in the main continuity of a world. And I love Thanos. I fucking love Thanos. So yeah. having him be on screen, I was like, don't you fuck this up for me. <laughs> don't you do it. Well, spoiler alert, did they fuck it up for you? They did not. I mean, we're, we're going to take a break shortly, and then we'll come back with the full spoiler review. But the non-spoiler review, I, I definitely liked it. They did a great job on Thanos, in my opinion. 
they worked the fucking hundred characters or whatever that they had <laughs> in fairly well. I feel like most everyone got something to do. Yeah. So uh, if you had a lot of concerns about, you know, whether or not this was going to hang together, I'm going to say, spoiler free, it's definitely good. Go see it in theaters. It's a big spectacle. So that is my non-spoiler review. What would you say? Uh, my non-spoiler review is that Thanos was awesome. Uh, kudos to Josh Brolin and also kudos to all the CGI people for... It seems to be improving with every movie where they try to do this like mocap on the face. It's getting better and better. And it was seamless here. Yeah. It, it could have been a guy with a really good prosthetic. Like, it was almost at that level. Um... I was entertained, <laughs> but we'll we'll talk more about some character choices that made it really hard for me to be emotionally invested in the movie. All right, then we will be right back with the full spoiler review after some music for Avengers Infinity War. back it is time to dive deep into the nitty-gritty that is so deep the two and a half hours of avengers infinity war was it that long i guess it was yeah it was two and a half hours of me trying to get my son to shut up and not disrupt everyone so i'd have to leave yeah well you know that's what happens when you take a child to a movie like an asshole that was the last time he was great during ragnarok he was fine during black panther but we've reached the point where no this is the last movie for like at least three years yeah well i mean he's <laughs> He's basically like a one-year-old now, which means yeah. he can't just be like, I'm a baby. Yeah, he's he's not like, oh, I guess this is what's happening to me. This is my life now. I'll go along with it. He has agency now. He's like, no, I want to be crawling under the seats and eating gum off the bottom but of that I mommy. can I can move of my own volition, <laughs> so fuck you now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, went and saw that. We both just saw it today. Mm-hmm. And uh, still fairly fresh. And I, I'm not, I'm not sure about some things, but the, the beginning starting out is on pretty much right after Thor Ragnarok ended. Right. So it's the, uh, Thanos' ship and his various and sundry low-level chudlings along Right, with which him. I don't know that we ever really heard any of their names. I'm sure they have names. Yeah, they do all have... There's Horn Lady and Squidward Face yeah. and There's the Not guy. Hulk and... Uh, yeah, it's basically Squidward, Horn Lady, Not Hulk, and a person that looks like a goblin from Lord of the Rings. Yes. So they are the henchmen, although only Squidward really matters. Everyone else is just sort of like, I am a competent fighter and that is my power. Whereas he is like, I'm Jean Grey levels of fuck you. <laughs> so they don't really do much, but we do just establish right away that they have fucked this ship directly up. Oh yeah. Yeah, the Asgardian refugee ship is destroyed. Every Everyone is dead, pretty much. I There was a point later in the movie where I think it was Thor said that he had killed half of the people, half of the Asgardians. It sure that's his looked MO. like more than half to me. <laughs> yeah, his MO is, I'm going to go to a place and kill half the people there. But it really looked like he just murdered everyone. Well, also, because he wasn't really there to do his 50% shtick. He was there to get the Tesseract. Yeah. So I assume he's willing to kill more than 50% of people in order to get the stones. I mean, you'd assume that. But do you think he only killed 50% of Xandar? I don't. I do. 
maybe. I think that's his 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 deal. Yeah. His shtick is kill half. I mean, why kill more when you don't have? That's true. But uh, yeah, so he already has the power stone. Right. So we didn't get to see Glenn Close again. I was sad about that, and no John C. Riley. Yeah, no John C. Riley. Very sad. I wonder if they filmed that and it'll be on the DVD. Yeah, in the in the bonus scenes, it'll be John C. Riley being like, ah, shit. <laughs> Uh, but he has beaten the shit out of everyone already. And we get that like, oh, fuck you. We've got the Hulk. And Thanos just clowns on him. No, that, that was a moment that I liked a lot when the big henchman was about to intervene. And then Squidward said, no, let him have his fun. It just told you a lot about Thanos's character that he does sort of enjoy brawling around and getting personally involved in these conflicts. Yeah, he's he not just, just a commander. To do everything. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I don't know, like... I don't want to get too deep into the comic book nerd weeds. No, please. But like, I feel like it's only because of the Power Stone that he was able to do that. On a oh. on a one-to-one level, Thanos is, I mean, he is very powerful. Right. Do not get me wrong. Uh, but I feel like Hulk would at least hold his own if not win. Right. Uh, but instead, he gets a few good punches in and then just gets slapped. <laughs> uh, and high Heimdall sends him to Earth. I don't know why. Heimdall's like, yo, I've got enough power to send like one dude to Earth. Right. So I'm going to send instead of my king and the god of thunder, I'm going to send this green asshole. Well, I think from Heimdall's perspective, Thor is a lot more powerful than Hulk. I think Heimdall would believe. And so Hulk just got clowned, but isn't dead yet. So, but Thor is still kind of on his feet, maybe still in the game. So let's get Hulk out of here so he can warn Earth and then we'll just see how it plays out with Thor I don't know uh and poor Heimdall is the first of many to get his uh come up and, and get stabbered yeah so that is death number one on the tally I think this ends with fucking like 14 but well right but the ones towards the end don't count and we'll talk about that but <laughs> that he- Heimdall might be dead actually I'm, dead I believe that Heimdall is just gone because I believe Idris Elba's over it yeah well Idris Elba had a thing a while back where he was saying he wanted to have a bigger role Mm. in the Marvel Universe and I think they just went we don't have that for you we don't see that for Heimdall yeah you we've already got you in a role if we could have hired you for something else now then maybe but there was also a uh, a fairly popular rumor online that the Soul Stone was going to be part of Heimdall Hmm. uh, because he could see everything and there was a point where he's like, I can see, you know, 13 trillion souls. And whenever anyone used one of the infinity stones, their eyes would glow the color of that stone. And orange orange, was the color of the soul gem. So people were like, oh, I think Heimdall's going to be the one who's got the soul gem. I'm glad that wasn't the case because it would have annoyed me. Yeah, I mean, it was a little, it would have been a little stupid, especially because... At that point, you would have had like five out of six of the Infinity Stones would have been through the Asgardians at that point. Exactly. That's too much, too much... They're already too consolidated. Like the fact that multiples of them have been on Earth at one point or another is just silly. Yeah. I mean, at least they were taken there. But even then, they were taken there by Asgardians. It's a little Terra-centric. Well, you know, that's... That uh, Earth imperialism, I just don't appreciate that. That's Earth for you, though. (laughs) We're we're very anthropocentric. 
there was the other one was that it would be Adam Warlock who would show up, who was there at the end of ah. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But I think James Gunn said that Adam Warlock was going to show up in Volume 3. So, right. meh. But we uh, we get that and we get fucking what's nuts uh loki god yeah. why i just what are his nuts i think many people have speculated about tom hiddleston's nuts i am you're not the first 100 percent certain that the better men than i have <laughs> definitely spent a deal of time considering tom hiddleston's nuts. contemplating them just really in that thinker pose <laughs> with them right in front of you. just just dangling <laughs> right there hmm the nuts uh, flop him. So he gets the next death. Which, you know, I, I kind of expected to care more about that, but I didn't. I expected it to happen. There was a there was a short list of expected deaths in this movie, and Loki was up there yeah. on my short list of who I think is going to bite it and, like, stay dead. Right. Uh, and I gotta say, it... <sighs> I mean, they did all that they could to be like, no, guys, for real. <laughs> He's dead this time. Yeah. But you're, it really is that boy who cried wolf where you're like, but is he? But is he? But, but do I give a fuck? Cause is he? And even if he is dead for good, I've just found myself getting really kind of bored with Loki over the course of the movies because I fundamentally object to characters whose entire motivation is daddy issues. And I realize that that's a huge proportion of characters in the Western canon. Well, yes. Like, well, uh, uh, you know, if we're just talking about popular media, I think at least 75% of the characters on Lost were motivated by daddy issues. We pointed out at one point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is definitely a very strong I have daddy issues or really in the greater Marvel sense and especially pointed out in this movie, just family issues yeah. in general is the deal with this. And it was good that they talked about that actually openly as a plot point in the in the film, conversing about family drama on a rather large scale. Uh, but I, Loki's motivations just haven't really been compelling to me for a long time. Well, yeah, you get to the point where you're like, especially by the time you hit hit Ragnarok you're like okay bro you have tried and failed so many times at this point that you should really just find something to do get take up a hobby crochet uh macrame I don't know macklemore <laughs> you know as a hobby yeah uh so yeah Thanos murders him and gets the tesseract so there now he's got the space and power and uh he blows up the entire Asgardian ship which Again, if they're saying the line that he killed half the Asgardians, did he, like, get him in a different ship to his yeah, ship? Yeah, this is why I don't think he was really on the 50% thing at that point. I think when he's in pursuit of the stones, that's a whole other consideration. Well, I mean, at this, at this point, that basically makes Thor into Superman. Like, he is the last son of Asgard. Right. So I I have no idea what they're planning on doing with that. He it's, does fly around with a cape. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, he he's definitely a little 90s Superman because he's got that electricity thing uh, going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, comic books. So once we're done with the Asgardian ship being explodified, now we are in New York as Hulk comes crash landing into Magic Town. <laughs> yes, he lands in a Magic Town. In a magic shop. You know, a fun place of wizards and parlor tricks. Yeah, he lands... Lands in Universal Studios, Florida. <laughs> He's in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and uh, he goes to Ollivander's, and that—that's how it ends. That's the end of the movie. That's the surprise. It's a crossover film. You're a wizard, Hulk. I'm a what? <laughs> 
yeah, he lands in the the Spanktum Spanktorium of Doctor Stephen Strange, which is great. This movie had about as much of Doctor Strange as I can handle. I'm not a huge fan. Again, he's kind of very much in the Tony Stark mold. Like, he's an asshole, but you're supposed to like him anyway. And I'm like, yeah, but he's an asshole. <laughs> are, you just, are you just not into the bendy toots? Or... No, I'm very into the bendy toots. Okay. I was not initially, but then after Into Cumberbatchness, I was into the Cumberbatchness. Uh, so we get... Banner lands there, lets them know that Thanos is coming. We get the collection of Tony after having a talk with Pepper about like, hey, babies? Poor Pepper. Oh, Pepper. You... You have terrible taste in men. Thing is... Even if, like, Tony wasn't an asshole, which he, I mean, clearly is. Right. But disregarding that, the her whole thing is like, no, but I don't want you to be a superhero. Like, that's her whole complaint every time is yeah, like, girl, I don't want you to be in danger. Girl, don't, don't get a man and try to change him. Nah. You need to accept him for who he is or you need to move on to a man who has the criteria that you're looking for. Yeah, if you can't love me at my Iron Man, <laughs> you don't deserve me at my billionaire playboy. <laughs> Uh, so they collect them and that's when we get our first attack on New York. Although I, I mean, I think it's really the only attack on New York, thank God, in this Blessedly. one. Blessedly. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, there's some more destruction of New York towards the end of the movie, but not really, well, I mean, in the after credits scene. Yeah. But it's not an attack per no, se. No, it's not really an attack as much as just aftermath. But, uh, a big, you've seen it in the trailers, the big donut ship shows up and, uh, it's time for fucking Tony as Iron Man and... And Bruce Banner is not being able to be the Hulk. Yeah, he was worried that he was going to get stuck as the Hulk, and now apparently he's stuck as not the Hulk. Well, this is the first time that someone has... I mean, this isn't what they say in the movie, hmm. but this is the first time that someone has made the Hulk feel afraid, and oh. he is not willing to come out. Now, again, this does not get said at all, Correct. but that is basically the subtext of the character is, this is the first time Hulk has felt fear, and so Hulk is not willing to come out anymore because he's afraid. Right. And it's an, a very interesting dynamic to see Bruce Banner be the courageous hero, and Hulk be the like the weakling coward so right. they, they sort of switch that up on that character. And also it seemed like Bruce has come to terms with thinking of Hulk as an entity whereas before he like was very mum about it, didn't want to talk about it, used kind of euphemisms like the other guy but now he's sort of like addressing the Hulk entity directly, trying to have conversations with him. Yeah I mean it, it definitely feels more like a rather than this is a thing that is me that gets expressed, it is an entire like separate personality from him now. Yeah, there was kind of some Gollum Smeagol stuff going on towards the end that was a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can take Hulk. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can take it as, you know, either a, a werewolf type of thing where your mind just shuts down and this beast takes over. They've had it as it's all Banner or it's all Hulk or split personality and whatnot. I like what they did in this one. Yeah. So it was fine. Uh, we get our first fight with the underlings with uh not hulk and super telekinesis yeah. so uh i would say that uh telekinesis versus magic was fun yeah i mean it's one of the things where after you've watched 
especially him popping up in like Thor Ragnarok where Doctor Strange has sort of come into his power and mm-hmm. is like I'm I'm just magic bitch I do whatever I want fuck <laughs> you uh watching him struggle in a fight is good it was it was weird to me because all of the the underlings seemed to be you know like they had to fight people that were on their level Right. So you had to send Squidward the telekinetic after like multiple people at once because he was the most powerful. But then like not Hulk and Horn Lady were like, oh, Horn Lady can fight like regular humans. That's fine. Well, you know, that's just good DMing. You know, your party's going to have disparate power levels. You have to, as the DM, decide which NPCs to send after who. God, this would be the worst fucking game. Like this is... (laughs) This is a convention level game where it's like, oh yeah, we've got a group of 20 people in here to play and I'm supposed to DM all of them. And you're like, no. Yeah. You're like, okay guys, look, I'm going to split you up into like four groups and I'll just (laughs) deal with you each individually at a time. And in between you'll be picking your noses and checking your phones and stuff. Just fucking like write down what you want to have done and I'll try and get it for you. It's fine. Uh, So yeah, we get a big fight with them that ends with... Well, we get some Peter Parker. Yeah, we get Spidey Man showing up. Uh, Which he's just always a joy. Yeah, always great. And we got his, uh, his buddy back in the uh, the bus for two seconds yeah but hey he was there <laughs> i mean and he we got, got paid scale for one day great yeah we got our uh our stan lee cameo as the bus driver yeah what are they gonna do when he croaks by the way uh they have filmed out his cameos <laughs> for like movies in advance <laughs> Of course they have. Oh, yeah. Like, That's going to be eerie, though. Like, I don't really want to see him in the movies after he's gone. The The thing for me was it should have ended with uh, where he's on the planet talking to the Watchers. Yeah. Because that's, that's the cameo you want to end with is, oh, what was Stan Lee? Oh, Stan Lee was just here to watch the heroes and tell the story about them. And you're like, that's so fitting an end for, like, an homage to what he did for comics. But no, he's just going to continue to be like fucking dude on a bus number 12 in five movies from now. It's easy fan service. It's something people look for in the movies. So yeah, what I really want them to do is when they do like volume three of Guardians and they flash back to like the 70s again, for some reason, give me a a CGI younger Stanley (laughs) to show up in the flashback. Uh, God, we are like a half hour in and we have barely scratched the surface of this fucking movie. Okay. So there they get sucked up on the spaceship and now they're going to space. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) Tony and Spidey. Spidey gets his iron spider suit. Uh, if you know anything about the comics, then he gets that now. He's basically in a nanotech armor Spider-Man costume. Right. That's just everybody's suit now. Everyone has the Black Panther nanotech suit. Tony does. Yeah. uh, There's also a, I think it's... The Invincible Iron Man is where that suit comes from. There's a there's a lot of comic book shit in this. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna lie. There's a ton of that shit in here. Uh, they go up onto Donut with super telekinetic. 
Uh, and of course, Doctor Strange, who has like an idiot. Okay, so here's well, Doctor Strange gets capped. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the idiot ball in this movie because to me, the story of the movie, the arc of this movie, is just tracking the idiot ball and Doctor Strange getting captured with the Time Stone. Real stupid. Well, I think he and yet in overestimated because himself because he's arrogant. So yeah. in character, many of the stupid moments were in character, which makes him somewhat less offensive. But yeah, there are definitely I'd say a good three three real egregious moments yeah. of stupidity, but they are all very in character. So it wasn't like, Ugh, why are you doing this just to further the plot? It was, you are doing this to further the plot, but at least it's the character that needs to be doing this. <laughs> uh, let's see what comes after that. Fuck. Uh, oh, uh, then we get a little scene of romance. We get little Caesars. Wanda. What? Wanda, who has lost her accent, by the way. They, I noticed that. I was like, oh, you just fucking gave up. After Civil War, <laughs> she was like, please don't give me vaguely Eastern European but accent. I liked it. <laughs> I'm Wanda. I'm how you say uh, Wanda Stein. R- Romanian or something? I don't know. Hello. I am I'm how you say or... Russian Gajovich. <laughs> yeah, I I was, as soon as I realized that they had just fully dropped it, I was like, oh, good. Fuck it. I don't care. I care. I, that it was such a bad accent. <laughs> I could not deal with it. Like the fact that it was gone meant I could pay better attention because I wouldn't just constantly be like, what are you supposed to be? But the accent was the only thing that was making me not constantly remember that she's an Olsen sister. Uh, I, I mean, I'm going to say it. I like her. Oh, me too. I've seen like, her in other things. She's a good actress. Yeah. Everything I've seen her in, I liked her in it. Even if the movie was not great, <laughs> I at least was like, oh, you're all right. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, Paul Bettany, Vision is making himself all human so he can bone down with Wanda. Which is good. That's... I mean, his uh, his outfit from Civil War and on to here is very... There's, again, a storyline in the comic books where Wanda and Vision basically get married and have kids. Mm. And Wanda, like, creates children. Okay. Because she she's is super magic. creepy in the comics, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter what version of Scarlet Witch you look at. Scarlet Witch is always a little off. Not right. It's just a little... Not, I mean, at least it's not the ultimate marvel universe where she is definitely fucking her brother like one hundo well that would be a little difficult in this continuity yeah but you know <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna say anything in the past didn't happen right right i mean god damn it she definitely wouldn't have seen it coming ah! uh, rest in peace we love you quicksilver <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, but yeah, they're like debating on whether or not they should go their separate ways because technically Vision is still a legal member of the Avengers right, that and remain. Wanda's a fugitive. Yeah, so like, oh, we've got, I've got to go back to my fugitive camp and you've got to go back to being in Tony Stark's mansion and oh, why don't we run away together? And then they get punched in the face by more minions. Right, and I, I expected him to croak at the beginning of the movie. I didn't realize that really the whole driving force of the Earth plot would be trying to prevent him from croaking. I thought that would happen early in the film for some reason. I was more... Honestly, I didn't even really feel 100% certain that they were going to get all the gems at the Mm. end of the movie, which, spoiler alert, they do. Yeah. Uh, But I figured Mind Stone was going to be towards the end, Mm -hmm. if not the last one, then one of. So when they were attacked then and we got that scene where, like, the staff is stabbing him in the head. I was like, huh, that's weird. That's a lot earlier than I thought it would be. (laughs) But so then instead, we get this asinine thread 
through the rest of the movie. And this is just a theme that keeps coming up over and over again, where it's like, okay, guys, we have to sacrifice someone for the greater good in order to win this conflict. And then someone's like, but my feelings. And I understand that you have feelings, but... Well, it's stop, it's especially... stop being Steve Rogers because that's in character for Steve Rogers because he's a Pollyanna douchebag like that. But everyone else, <laughs> I really thought you were going to say he's a polyamorous douchebag, and I was like, that's not true <laughs> well, at all. Well, you know, there's Bucky, the, yeah. So there's Sharon Carter. Right. Uh, but the, I mean, that comes up a lot. Yes, you are correct. It is nowhere more egregious than at the end of the movie in Wakanda because right now when they're like, I don't want Vision to die. Let's see if we have options. They have not fully grasped exactly the levels of how fucked they are if they don't do this. Like, none of them have really dealt with Thanos. None of them really know what's going on. Uh, They know that if Thanos gets this Mind Stone that it'll be bad, but at least... To start with, they're like, let's not just murder a dude immediately as like a (laughs) knee-jerk reaction. I Uh, mean, kind of a dude? uh, I mean, does he dream of electric sheep? Do we know that? Does he not ooze if you prick him? I mean, he's definitely got some ooze up in him. As Wanda discovered. Wink. Winking forever. Wink. Uh, Jesus Christ, that's really going to stick in my head now. Uh, so yeah, they, they get saved from the two, I want to say weakest minions that they should have just absolutely butt fucked to death. Yeah. Like Wanda's supposed to be one of the more powerful, just her power set is vaguely defined, but very powerful. Yeah. She's, it's basically like, Oh, what power do you have? Uh, full telekinesis plus some mind manipulation. Manipulation and like and, reality changing. I mean, in the comics, anyway. I mean, right? in the comic books, her mutant power is she can alter probability. Mm. So to the point where she's like, "Oh, I altered the probability of like atoms coalescing in a certain way," so that she essentially just has fiat power magic. Right. In this, at least, it's a little more constrained. She's but, more like just a telekinetic. Yeah, but even then, she could have just been like, "And neither one of you have like super." powers beyond I have weapons and am good at fighting could have just been like and hold you and hold you and we're done okay but no but no uh Cap and Falcon and Widow have to show up and save the day and how did they show up at the right time because both of them were off the grid right Vision and Wanda well uh I mean, Vision was supposed to go back, as was Wanda. I don't know if they were supposed to meet her there. Mm. And if they were, they were like, oh, uh, shit has gone down already in New York. Let's up the timetable. Right. I don't know. They just, you know, dramatic timing. It's yeah, it's just know, good that they're there. It'll happen again and again. Over and over and over again. So then, yeah, they have the conversation of, oh, well, we should destroy the stone. No, we can't sacrifice Vision. Blah, 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 blah. We don't we don't trade one life for another. No, which... you but you probably trade one life for trillions. Yeah. The thing is <sighs> Later in the film, when it gets to the Wakanda thing, and they're like, all right, we're going to, uh, we've got like vision in Wakanda. We're going to try and separate the stone from him and then destroy the stone. They're like, okay, uh, let's get fucking all of the Wakandans out here to fight and do that. So I'm like, you're not going to trade a life for a life, but you'll trade how many dozens of Wakandan Hundreds. lives for vision's life? Yeah. Not only that, not only vision's life, but for the lives of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it's... It's a little hypocritical when someone's like, oh, we don't sacrifice people. And then immediately he's like, all right, extras, go get them. 
but that I mean that's that's sort of common in these kind of comic book movies and whatnot where some heroes are squeamish about just capping somebody in the head but then will you know throw people down four flights of stairs and stuff so as long as they don't have to like directly make the decision to kill someone yeah I mean you can always tell yourself ah oh, he's probably alive yeah this is fine I didn't check I'm sure on. all those Wakandans who were half eaten by the demodogs are fine like yeah. we can sew them up later which by the way the the weird uh, aliens that show up in that Wakanda scene I mean I, I guess we're just fucking jumping well, no, we'll right get to now. It. But like they very much reminded me of something from the comics, but it's more of an X-Men thing. But Marvel Space has a lot of dumb shit, but they've looked <laughs> a lot like a race called the Brood, mm. which are more like multi-armed insectoid bitey aliens. Uh, more like your classic alien xenomorph sure. aliens, but with multiple arms and a little more insect than penis. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Same. But, you know, I, I was I was glad to see them that they weren't just like, and here's the Chitari again. Yeah. We're going to use those guys because well, we Chitauri still got, got that. bitch slapped, so clearly we have to go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, they are saved. They've got to go somewhere. We get... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, we get Thor picked up by the Guardians of the Galaxy because they respond to the Asgardian distress call and everyone is dead but Thor. So, major tonal shift here, which we knew was going to be the case because as soon as you try to throw in Guardians of the Galaxy with all the Avengers folks you have kind of a tonal mismatch there so we go from kind of like very grim oh what are we going to do about Vision I don't know should we sacrifice him do we not let's kind of try to figure it out um, and then all of a sudden it's you know Quill and Drax making dumb jokes yeah which I'm fine with I don't mind tonal shifts like that it was a big complaint that a lot of people had about Ragnarok um, see but Ragnarok didn't shift it had that tone throughout I think shifting from one movie to another is fine. Within the movie, if you go from like this super dour, like the fate of the universe is on our shoulders, and then you go immediately to like Guardians of the Galaxy style, whoop a doop doo <laughs> Like there's a bit of a tonal whiplash that happens there. But even then, like Marvel in general is light enough, even yes. when they're being serious, that you don't, it wouldn't be like going from a DC universe movie to Guardians of the Galaxy would be like, <laughs> Like, what the fuck is happening? See, I would like to see that. <laughs> I would love to see that. I would have loved to see that in Justice League and have like the Flash actually be like, hey, I'm having fun and doing good times, happiness. And everyone else be like, I fucking hate everything. Meh. So grim. Meh. Uh, yeah, I love Thor's meeting with the Guardians as everyone on the Guardians is like, I would fuck him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I would fuck Chris, Drax Chris Hemsworth about it, right Gamora's now. is all about it. Yeah, it's great. And Quill's all threatened by it, obviously. Yes, it is 100% amazing and I love it. That was a good scene. Uh, but Thor has to decide like, yo, I'm going to go to Nivel Boards, whatever Nibble the fuck. Nivel Nidavalier, I think. Nivel Diver. Uh, uh, Neville Longbottom. He's going to Neville Longbottom to... Well, Neville Longbottom saved the world in Harry Potter. Yeah, and he has to get that sword of Gryffindor from Neville Longbottom in order to save the world. And that's why Hulk had to go to the wizarding world of Harry Potter as well. (laughs) Uh, So the 
uh, the dwarves who made Mjolnir are in Nivel Mjolnir, and he's like, I'm going to go to them. They can make the greatest weapons in the universe. I'm going to get a Thanos killing weapon. So Rocket gets all excited when he hears weapons. So Rocket and Groot go with him. Yeah. And the rest of them are going to go to the Collector to try and stop Thanos from getting the Reality Stone, which, spoiler alert, they don't. (laughs) Well, yeah. And so, again, we are faced with this sort of like, will someone be sacrificed or not? Because Gamora takes Quill aside and says, look, I know something that Thanos can't know. And so if he's going to capture me and try to get this information out of me, you got to kill me. So first of all, that trope, I'm over it. I mean, also, you could just say, I know where the Soul Stone is. Yeah, but you you don't tell Quill that. You don't give Quill more information. I... I mean, fair. At least to the audience, it's very clear what she knows. But that's Yes, fine. obviously. Uh, but she's like, yeah, you got to kill me. And there's actually a couple scenes like the... you've Because there's Wanda and Vision with like, you've got to kill me. There's uh, Quill and Gamora with you got to kill me. And I'm going to say this. Everyone makes good on it as far as like, yeah, I'm going to try and kill you. Like, Yeah, but Quill bitched out and he only... No, he didn't. He did. He bitched out and he only pulled through it at the, when it was too late. Well, because Thanos basically dared him to do it. Well, Thanos was in control that entire time. Yeah. Like, regardless of if he had tried to do it as soon as Gamora was like, no, don't shoot him. Right. uh, Thanos is like, yeah, no shit. I'm not going to let you fucking kill Gamora, obviously. So even if he had zero hesitation, then shot at Gamora, it wouldn't have mattered. I would have respected him, though. Um... I feel like in his character, he hesitated because of who he is. Well, he has mommy issues. But he he still went through with it. He pulled the trigger in the end, even if Thanos turned his gun bullets into bubbles. (laughs) Which, the bubbles thing shows up several times and is a nice... Uh, homage to what happens in the comics where once Thanos has complete control over reality, he just turns shit into bubbles all the time. <laughs> it's it's pretty. Yeah, it's just like, oh, what's the least threatening thing I can turn your dumb bullshit into? Bubbles. There we go. <laughs> bubbles. Now you got bubbles. So yeah, needless to say, they go to the collectors, they confront Thanos, they totally fail like bitches. Yeah, uh, he, he basically, I already did it 35 minutes ago to yeah. them because with the reality stone, he just made it seem like everything was fine there and he was like, Ha ha, fooled you. Only monkeys look. So he also uses the reality stone to sort of turn Drax into a bunch of blocks and then turn Mantis into a bunch of ribbons, but they're not dead? Yeah. So was that an illusion? Like, what was that? The reality stone has, when not, you know, powered up with all of the other infinity stones, has sort of a localized effect mm-hmm. that goes away when it's not there. Oh. So if he had, like, the whole thing where he made nowhere look like everything was fine. Right. If he had left, then it would have dropped anyway. Because mm. it's not just that it's an illusion. It's... There is, fucking Jesus Christ, I'm going to do this this whole podcast. (laughs) There is a character in comics called Proteus that has essentially the same power. He has complete reality manipulation, but only in like a bubble around him. So if you go into the bubble, he can, you know, just turn you into a pile of spaghetti. But if he leaves, the spaghetti will like turn back into you. Hmm. And there could be vomit on your sweater already. When you get Wait, turned now into mom's spaghetti, spaghetti, would that be? Is it mom's? <laughs> it's mom's spaghetti. Okay, I have the power of reality, and I turned you into mom's spaghetti. Okay. So here, here's my question: because Thanos was perfectly willing to just execute Loki when Loki was annoying him and trying to interfere with him, why did he not kill Mantis and Drax? 
Um, I mean, at that point, he was just sort of like, no, I don't care. You're done. I, like, didn't kill Quill because, you know, he was like, oh, look, you actually have some stones on you. Good for you. Also, you're just a human with a gun. I literally yeah, could not, not care less about you. You are not a threat to me in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is... Mantis and Drax, basically the exact same. Like, Drax is a strong guy with knives. I don't, I don't care. I, I beat up the Hulk. I really don't care about Drax. And Mantis is Mantis. Let's be honest here. Well, we'll get to this, but Mantos, Mantis was almost the most useful person in the movie. Oh, yeah. That's the thing with Mantis is you're like, oh, Mantis, you're kind of useless. And then mm-hmm. she's like, no, no, but I'm actually good. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I, but I, I, I have one thing. Just get me in the right spot. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Thanos, three of the gems now. Yeah. Uh, and now he's got Gamora to try and find out where that soul gem at. <sighs> And this is, this is to me, the thing that's not in character. So takes Gamora back to Titan where he has Nebula and he's torturing Nebula. And then is like using the torture of Nebula to try to get Gamora to crack and tell him where the soul stone is. Yeah. Why does she do that? That one, I'm like, okay, Guardians Volume 2, we definitely establish a stronger bond sure. between the two of them. But. However. However. For, <laughs> for someone who is like, I would rather die than let this information get into Thanos hands why yeah and it was it was like instantaneous i mean it was it was 10 seconds of watching nebula be tortured and then she was like okay fine yeah that was the one point of the movie where i was like really i feel like even if you were gonna do that you would have just lied you'd have been like oh yeah right i totally expected to be some kind of ploy and then it wasn't yeah i was like oh the soul gems on dantooine well especially because he said oh i never taught you to lie so you can't lie and i went oh maybe she's lying now and then she'd be like haha bitch i did know how to lot but no she just caved yeah especially because as soon as they get to voromir where the soul stone is nebula just fucking breaks free right which means if she had lied they had gone on some fi- fucking wild goose chase and then he was like oh you lied to me Ooh, you and then they get back now he doesn't have leverage anymore right so no just a just the one really bad thing for me was that because i was like that doesn't make sense Does even character sense. No, and they were trying to establish that there's more of a sisterly bond between them, but Gamora's supposed to have more stones than that. Yeah, of of the people who would not give in to the whole I'm going to murder someone you care about thing, Gamora, I feel like, should be one of them. Also, she spent her entire childhood and adolescence watching Nebula get tortured by Thanos. Yeah, so. she spent her entire childhood beating the shit out of Nebula and then watching Nebula get tortured. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. It's her guilt. Uh, We get to... Uh, what is it? Vormir? Vormir. And Red Skull is there for some reason? Well, that's what a lot of people have been waiting for. Mm. Because when he dies in uh, the first Avenger, it's basically the Tesseract sucks him somewhere. Right. He gets shot into space. So everyone was like, Red Skull didn't die. He's somewhere. Uh, people were theorizing either he was going to show up in like the Guardians and be somewhere out in space as just like an Easter egg, <laughs> or he was going to be the person who gives one of the stones to Thanos. Right. Uh, but him being on that planet was very weird. I mean, I'm always happy to see Hugo Weaving, to hear Hugo Weaving in particular. To hear Hugo Weaving's weird German accent. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't doing that, though. Again, oh, he no did. Ad- 
he he had a German accent. He sounded very English to me. It was much more subdued. (laughs) But then he's had a hundred years to hang out on some planet. Yeah, he probably picked up the local accent. Yeah. Well, I mean, I he was he was speaking English to Thanos and Gamora, two aliens. That's that's the other issue that you can't really get into accents. I mean, I I can't. You're dealing with the aliens, but yeah. I I don't want to get into the whole like, why is everyone speaking English? This whatever, (laughs) fuck it, whatever. I don't care. It's fine. It's so fine. Uh, but it turns out that in order to get that fucking thing, he's got to sacrifice something he loves. And, and I liked this scene a lot. Yeah. Because Gamora thinks she's won. She goes, oh, there's nothing you love. Yeah, but fuck you. Not, but Thanos is crying. Why are you crying? Because you know you've lost. And no, Red Skull understands immediately he's crying because he does love. Yeah. And it's it's very good to me because Thanos comic book wise and in this movie honestly in this movie much more is not so much the bwahaha evil right. villain as much as he is just insanely determined to do what he wants to do right. to a level that is like put, puts Batman to shame essentially for <laughs> people making plans and following through. Yes. So to me, the moment where he sacrifices Gamora, like we've just had several instances of people going, oh, I have to sacrifice you for the greater good. Oh no, I can't. I just love you too much. Um, Thanos actually follows through. So as far as I'm concerned, he's the only competent person in this movie. He deserves to win. Thanos is always the most competent person <laughs> anywhere you put him. And he does win he always wins the only one who can beat Thanos is Thanos yeah no matter what story you tell in the end the only reason Thanos loses is because Thanos basically gets high and wanders off <laughs> he's like yeah well I gained godlike power for the sixth time I uh fuck it I don't care anymore whatever bye I just wanted to see if I could still do it just get the glory days still got it uh so yeah he gets the soul stone by killing Gamora which we don't really I don't wouldn't it are have you been... are you entertaining the possibility that she's not dead? No. Okay, good. I mean, I'm going to entertain the possibility that she might come back. Well, yeah. But well, yeah. Uh, she's not one of the ones that was on my list for definitely perma dead. Right. Uh, but I will say that <laughs> God, it would have been really funny if Red Skull was like, "I was just fucking with you. You didn't need to do that." Anyway, <laughs> the stones over here. Maybe that's in the outtakes. <laughs> I would love that. It's like, finally, like, goes through this whole heart-wrenching thing and sacrifices Gamora. And then R- Red Skull's like, oh, man, I haven't seen anybody in, like, 40 years. That was a hoot. Anyway, here you go. <laughs> I didn't really need you to do that. I was just fucking with you. Bye. I'm, I am ready for death. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> uh, so, now he's got four. Now he's got four. So, we got two things left. We've got uh, time and mind. Right. For the time, we've got Doctor Strange getting tortured by Squidward on the big donut. Right. And then they space Squidward, which is amusing. Yep. Uh, once again, Peter Parker referencing a, at this point, almost 40-year-old movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't want to talk about that. It's, it's real <laughs> It makes painful Tony to really angry, and it makes half of the audience really angry, too, when Peter Parker refers to aliens as that really old movie. Yeah, because, I mean, he did it in Civil War, and everyone's like, you son of a bitch. I mean, yes, it's like 40 years old, but you're still a son of a bitch. Uh, so they they space Squidward because there's no way to fight him, like, head on. And uh, then Doctor Strange lets everyone know, hey, fuck you, I'm Doctor Strange. <laughs> Which we get so many of those. Yeah. Those moments of just like, hey, fuck you, I'm the leader. And I love that because... I do like him being paired up against Tony. That was fun. Well, having... Because uh, when they land on Titan, it's... 
Peter and Mantis and Drax show up. And so having Star-Lord and Doctor Strange and Iron Man all <laughs> vying for who gets to be in charge, I'm like, that's good. Put everyone who's like, no, I'm the best in the same room and let them just smug it out. But they all have slightly different types of smugness and arrogance. It's true. It's very true. Although, I gotta say, the the arrogance of Stark and Strange are very close. Because yeah. they're very used to being the smartest person in the room. Right. So, at least with Quill's arrogance, it's mostly just like, I'm a, I'm a big space hero. I'm, I'm a goofball. I'm a big space cowboy. <laughs> uh, and so, they've got to prepare for the coming of Thanos. Right, because they're expecting Thanos to come back to Titan. Yeah. Well, they know he's going to come back after the time stone no matter what right uh so they got to prepare and we get a nice little scene of doctor strange being like well i've looked at 14 million odd scenarios and uh we're fucked well he said we won in one of the scenarios yeah how so... many of them did we win one of them and it's sort of an open question at this point how much does he know about the sequence of events that led to that victory well the the big thing to me is uh before the ship crashes on titan uh Strange makes a point of saying, look, if it comes down to, you know, sacrificing you or the kid or saving this stone, I'm saving the stone. Right. Like, that's what's going to happen. But after they have the big fight with Thanos and it ends up being a point where he's like gonna kill uh tony and he goes look just don't kill him and i'll give you the time stone at that point when uh he reassures tony essentially afterwards and says like it had to go yeah. that way it, this is this is the end game this is what we have to do now so presumably he saw at least some of it and yeah. saw that maybe tony the only to way to win was to give him the time stone right so i feel like that's Something where he's like, oh, I have to give him the Tyne Stone because I have to have... Tony has to survive for some reason in order to have the sequence of events play out the way right. that they Either need to. Either he knew maybe that all the stones had to be united or he knew that Tony had to survive or there was something about that situation that he had to... Oh, yeah. I feel like the, the way it played out, though it definitely, you know, felt like them losing, that was him going, no, that was the scenario. That was what I basically needed to have happen in order for us to win. And of course, the reason they lost is another frustration moment for me again in character but yeah they had a, such a good plan because like i said mantis has that power where if you can get her into the right position she's money she's lights out literally um so well they... i really liked as well on that that their entire thing is thanos can't use the power of the gems unless he closes his fist in the gauntlet which is <sighs> well it makes it so that he's not just immediately invincible right they so, have something they can do to try to delay yeah, you him can, or prevent him. You can try and stop his hand from closing and use that as a delaying tactic to do stuff. You can't use your somatic components, wizard. What will you do now? Shit, still spell, motherfucker. <laughs> what up? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I liked that as a thing that they added to it. Because honestly, by the time you get even like three of the gems, if you can just use them yeah. however you want, you're you're fine. You're, you're just going to win. Yeah, I mean, the whole reason he wanted to get all of them i guess was kind of because he even when he had four of them he could have gone around like planet by planet and killing tons of people and well the thing is at that but point, he just wanted to be able to do it with the snap of his fingers so he had to keep going to get them all well it still takes so long to be able to do that and 
it's who has the time. Well, I mean, he's got honestly, a lot of Netflix yeah. shows he wants to watch. That's the thing is, there's a point where you go like, okay, but how long is Thanos going to live? And by the time he's like, all right, I went like through literally every fucking planet in the universe, and I do believe that by the time I have done this, the planets that I started with have repopulated back <laughs> up to being fucked up. So, but they're going to do that eventually anyway. So this is it's, this is a temporary move. He has to know that. Well, I feel like, and he doesn't say, Did but we I talk feel like about his goal. Have we actually explicitly addressed that? No. Okay. He wants to kill half of the people in the universe. In the comic books, it is because he is in love with death, the literal anthropomorphic personification of death that exists. Uh, But in this, it's much more a, I'm trying to save the universe from entropy, essentially. Yeah. So there's, there's two reasons that are not the same thing. At one point, he's sort of talking about balance in that way that like a stupid D&D player thinks they're true neutral aligned, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's like... There has to be balance in the universe, and so I have to. I got to switch sides to the, the evil side random. now. I'm like what? Um, but then the other thing is that he he saw his planet become overpopulated and then get destroyed as a result, and so he thinks he's saving life in the universe by killing half of the people. Never mind that it will just eventually end up at the same place. Well, what I think he is thinking, at least, is he's like, look. I have this, had this plan for my planet. We kill off half the people randomly, just sort of indiscriminate, no like care no for favoritism. rich or poor very, or anything you like know, that. Flip a coin, very fair. And then that will save the planet. Now he says for like Gamora's planet that he did this to, that right now it is thriving, everyone's great. Yeah, it's They're been doing... 20 years. Of course it's doing all right. <laughs> but I think what he believes is if he does this, like across the universe and everyone sees that he was right all along, Mm. then they'll continue on with it. Right, they'll keep strict population control measures. Yeah, that they'll understand that, oh no, I get it now. Thanos was right all along. This is a thing that's a necessary measure. And, you know, before we saw him as a villain and now we see him as a savior type of thing that in his mind... He thinks that even if he just does it once, if it happens everywhere, then everyone will see the benefit. So, you know, that or he's like, well, fuck it, I'll just have the gauntlet forever and I'll use it to keep myself alive and I'll fucking just kill half the people every... Well, in the movie he says that he thinks that when he's done what he wants to do, he'll be able to retire, basically. Yeah, so that's my assumption. Never outright stated, but my assumption for what Thanos thinks will happen. Uh, So he gets the time stone. He's got... Well, he gets the time stone because Peter Quill is an asshole. Yeah, Peter Quill straight up punched punches uh, Thanos in the face because he finds out that he killed Gamora. Right, Mantos has... A, Mantis has... Um, I keep saying Mantos for some... Mantos, the hands, the hands of, fate. of fate. yeah. Mantis has him in the little, like, kind of half-sleep state. Like, she could totally shut down Ego, but Thanos is stronger than Ego, apparently, yeah. and she can only kind of slow him down a little bit. And they're trying to wrestle the gauntlet away from him, and uh, then Quill punches him in the face because he's a child. Yep. And, again, in character, but I'm like motherfucker yeah. if you could just keep it in your pants for like five seconds yeah you could do all kinds of horrible things to him if you would just wait 30 more seconds and get the gauntlet away from him then you can cut his nuts off like pull his fingernails off whatever you want just don't punch him right now yeah and the the sad part is it very much is in character though because i mean it's yeah. the same thing with ego where the second he finds out that ego killed his mom he just guns out and goes for it doesn't care 
Although that was kind of a good thing. Uh, I mean, that was what shocked him out of being under Ego's control. Well, it's what shocked him out of it, but his reaction was to immediately shoot him. So he is not the type of person that's like, let me think about consequences. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, then we basically get our final giant scene in Wakanda where we've got... They've brought Vision to Wakanda so that they can try to figure out... Shuri's going to try and disconnect the Mind Stone from his weird AI... Neuroptic nonsense. Sure. She thinks that she can extract it and still have his mind functional, yeah. which is great. So they have him up in her lab, and then they're trying to protect the lab from the oncoming alien hordes. And I mean, yeah, that's probably one of the most defensible places on Earth. So it's a good place to make your stand. Yeah. Because, like, the force field is good. Oh, yeah. It straight just disintegrates a ship that was coming in. Yeah. And this is a very large ship. And I go, all right, you know what? If that'll happen, A plus. Good job. You did it. The When they unleash the brood, essentially, I'm just going to call them that because that's what I've been thinking of them sure. as, uh, to go like throw themselves essentially at this force field and just like die in order to get a few through. Uh, they start like making their way around the field and like spreading themselves out. And they're like, oh no, they're going to get through in another section and then they'll get to vision or whatever. And I go, yeah, but you got a lot of motherfuckers here. Like you could send a group. You got dudes that fly like they can. And if they spread out around the force field, the only reason a few are getting through is because like they are pushing multiple dudes into the force field. So it can't get all of them. I, whatever. Fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. But then, you know, the solution is they have to open up a section of the force field to try to funnel them all into their waiting arms of destruction. It was weird to me that they didn't have more guns. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. They're not a gun people. I mean, we saw that in Black Panther. In Black Panther, they say they have a spear that could blow up a tank. Right. And we see the spears occasionally shoot blasts. Where were the rhinos, by the way? We did not see. Did they not have a rhino budget in this film? I believe. Well, they mentioned briefly that most of that tribe has sort of been fucked up because of you know the whole treason uh... thing. So I feel like most of them are in, like, Wakanda jail. So we didn't have a rhino budget. Yeah. But, I mean, at least it goes along with the the continuity. Sure. Uh, But when they open that gate and they all come spilling through, I was like, if you had just, like, a couple Gatling guns just (laughs) right there. Well, you have Bucky and Rocket, which is as close as you're going to get. Yeah. Them hanging out together was machine. amusing. Yeah. War Machine and Falcon hanging yeah. out was a good buddy. Rocket and Bucky was fun. Uh, you had a lot of nonsense. Uh, you did get... Uh, oh, we didn't talk about... Thor went and found the uh, the Vildernerd. The he via- found Peter Dinklage. He, he found, found Peter Dinklage. He found giant Peter Dinklage, which was amusing. I love... Because they're like, oh yeah, it's the dwarves. And then it's Peter Dinklage, but he's a giant. He's, but he's a dwarf. He's a giant dwarf. He's a 30 foot tall dwarf. It's so good. <laughs> but he makes him fucking Stormbreaker the axe, which looks a lot like Ultimate Thor's mm. hammer. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but it does look a lot like that. So I was like, oh, interesting. Good. Well, why design your new art objects if you can just reuse ones that someone already designed yeah, I mean, a just while ago? An aesthetic choice to be like, yeah, we're going to just take from Ultimate Marvel. All right, cool. And sure. that, that whole sequence was kind of dull, aside from Peter Dinklage being entertaining as always. And then uh, the handle of the axe being made 
made by Groot was really cool. Yeah, Groot finally that. getting out of his teenage angst and being like, doing something I'll help. useful. Yeah, and uh, making the handle for the axe. And there you go. And so, you know, the battle's going badly in Wakanda, blah, blah, blah. Finally, Thor comes in like Superman and just lights motherfuckers up. Yeah. Uh, we get a bunch of fight scenes. We take out all of the minions at this point. So, uh, Horn Lady has to fight the ladies. Right. The sisters are doing it for them. So it's like Okoye and Black Widow. And, and Scarlet then Wanda Witch. jumps in because she's an idiot. Because uh, apparently they didn't explain to her what her role in the battle was. Yeah. Which was guard vision. <laughs> which means that the fucking goblin looking motherfucker can get up to where vision is. And he's apparently his staff is the one thing that can stop vision from phasing, which. Okay. Whatever. Uh, no, I had. Yeah. Okay. I had a weapon like that in Exalted one time. It was cool. Yeah. Great. It's cool. <laughs> super cool. Super, super cool. Uh, so Thor, uh, Horn Lady gets taken out by the the ladies of Marvel, and Not Hulk gets taken out by something. I know he dies in the force field. Like he basically gets shot into the force field and dies. It was probably Thor. I don't remember either. Probably. Uh, and then Goblin Guy gets stabbed by Vision. Yeah. Uh, when he goes to try and uh, I think either kill Cap tries to kill Cap. Yeah. So Cap, by the way, not doing a whole lot in this movie. Cap is not doing much, but it's not really his movie. Right. Like we had civil war for him to do yeah. his shit. It's fine. Cap's just here to be like, hey guys. I got a beard. Do you like it? What up? It's me. I'm Cap. I'm here. I'm inspired. Let's do it. Uh, so yeah, Thanos shows up after all of that and is like, hey motherfuckers, I'm great. And <laughs> Wanda finally does what she needs to do and destroys the soul stone tearfully, you know, Mind Vision stone. And Mind Stone, sorry. Destroys the Mind Stone and in the process killing Vision. But of course, Thanos has the Time Stone by now. Yep. So he just reverses time on that destruction of Vision. And then he gets to destroy him. Which is sad because the, the thing that I liked about that Vision killing scene was that he was telling her, it's okay. It, it won't really hurt me if you're the one destroying me because everything you do to me feels like love, basically. Yeah. But then that's not actually how he goes. It's yeah. Thanos basically literally reaching into his skull and pulling the gem out, which was sad. I, I had some feels. There's a, there's a couple feels there. Uh, so Thanos gets all the gems. He now has the full gauntlet and gets stabbed in the goddamn heart by the fucking axe from Thor. Right. Finally, Thor shows up and hurls the axe at Thanos and we're all going, is it going to actually do anything? And it does. It goes right into his chest and totally caves in his chest. And th like, Thanos is obviously hurt. But then Thanos says, you uh, should have aimed for the head or, you know, the arm would have been the other option, but he still has the gauntlet and he's still thinking enough and he snaps his fingers. Yep. And snaps his fingers and then he gets to retire on some idyllic farm world while half of the people in the universe are now dead. This, and this was a cool se sequence. Many of our heroes. Uh, I think Bucky's the first one to disintegrate. And they all just, they don't like drop dead like bleh, no, on the they, ground. No, they, they just disintegrate. Yeah. Uh, sort of like, who did we see? Didn't we see Ronan kind of disintegrate like that? Or kind of. Somebody? I mean, it's it's very reminiscent the of the before. death of like the power stone on someone. Yeah. So yeah, they just sort of turn into like little dirt flakes. Like ash, yeah. It's, uh, it's very, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they get staked. <laughs> it is a little vampire in the sunlight. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we lose every Guardian of the Galaxy at this point. Uh, correct. The, the only one left alive at the end of this movie is Rocket. Nebula. No, Rocket. And Rocket. Yeah. 
So Rocket's the only true guardian left, mm -hmm. and Nebula is still technically alive. Uh, we lose Bucky and Falcon. We lose Black Panther, Black Panther and Wanda. Mm -hmm. We lose, as I said, all of the guardians that were left. So Mantis, Drax, and Peter. And in the only one of these that actually did anything to me yeah, is, is Spider-Man Spider going because he has just enough time to realize what's happening. Yeah. And it's because at that point, he is very much a kid. Yeah. Like, he doesn't understand, but he knows he's going to die. And him just saying, like, please, Mr. Stark. Yeah. Was, that was some feels. There was some feel there. Yeah. Uh, but, man. but limited feels because... <sighs> On a meta-textual level, you can't kill Spider-Man for good. Well, no. I mean, he, he has another movie coming. Well, that so. also. But even if I didn't know that there was another movie coming, the Spider-Man IP is a license to print money. You do not kill Spider-Man. Thing is, <laughs> let me uh, let me tell you a little something about a thing called the Spider-Verse. Ooh. Where Miles Morales, the Spider-Man, exists, mm. as well as Spider-Gwen. Ooh. And a lot of Spider-Men. Mm. There are there are the Spider-Men of many nations out there. <laughs> uh, so Is this they, sort of like the Batman of many nations? Kind of. It's basically there are spider totem people in every dimension. Okay. So Miles Morales uh, is sort of referenced in the Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, Donald Glover's character is a villain that exists. And when he talks about his nephew, his nephew is Miles Morales. Ah. It's it fucking, it's comic book nonsense. There's <laughs> so much comic book nonsense. But if they wanted to, they could kill Peter and still have a spider. Sure. Except that that actor is great. Yeah. Except you really want to keep him around and... I would prefer to have him there and then also Miles. Also, you don't kill Chad Bozeman. No. You, at this point, yeah, no. definitely They didn't do not know do that. that was going to be a license to print money, but they do now. Oh, yeah. So, so killing those two is just like, I, I'm not, I mean, I already, going into the movie, I was pretty sure they were going to lose in this movie, and then the next movie was going to be somehow undoing that. And a lot of people were going to die in this movie, and then they probably would end up not being dead. But even if I kind of hadn't had that expectation going in, seeing Black Panther and Spider-Man die. No, these people are not going to be dead. No, there are people that I assume will stay dead. And my list was... Uh, Loki and yeah. Tony Stark, which hilariously one of the only people who doesn't disintegrate. But I, I thought assume Tony they're saving. We're gonna die, and they did not. At least one of them I thought was out. Oh, I for sure thought that Tony was out, but they're gonna save that for the finale, right? And he'll be really one. dead, and he'll be really dead. Uh, but yeah, I assumed Loki, Iron Man, and possibly one of the Guardians, which could be Gamora, but I assumed it was gonna be Drax. But eh, whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, why even bother killing Drax? You know. <laughs> eh. I mean, he does anyway, but whatever. So we get a kill count of heroes where it's like 15 of them and then also a kill count in the, I assume uncountable trillions right because half of all life in the universe is gone uh and you know having read why the last man i don't think that works out well i don't really believe that gamora's planet is uh super well, cheerful and fine 20 years later i think it takes a little longer to recover from a, a civilization collapse like that why the last man is a little different though since it was all of one sex dying still still though it, the, the big problem in that narrative was just like the infrastructure fall apart and the cultural shock to people not just that there was one gender completely gone but that half of the people were gone and everyone's loved ones was gone and you know there weren't
aren't people to work the power plants anymore and stuff like that. You can't just lose half the population and then recover from that in a generation or two. Well, the, the big thing with Why the Last Man is also showcasing that a lot of certain aspects of civilization have been set up to be very male-centric, mm -hmm. such that if you killed off all the men, there are just certain industries that are lacking. Sure. Uh, if you kill off just half of people, then you still have these experts and people that know things around the globe. And it's not in like this weird instantaneous everyone dead and you don't know why. Like there is a reason. Well, now. Well, yes, and now, but... yeah, everyone's dead and they don't know why. I mean, a couple of people know, but. Well, yeah. Uh... What's going to be great is when all the Christians think it's the rapture, but they're confused why they're still there. Oh, yeah. Like it can't be the rapture. I'm still here. Well, it's going to be weird when they're like half the people people on the planet are gone that's weird because <laughs> you know if you think it's the rapture and then you're like yeah but like whole lot of fucking atheists and hindus and muslims got taken and that doesn't sit right with me a christian that sucks <laughs> i mean i'm not saying christians suck thank you i'm just saying christians that do <laughs> hashtag not all christians hashtag not all christians hashtag probably the ones that believe in the rapture <laughs> I'd say there's a pretty significant Venn diagram there, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I before oh, we get. Oh, and then the stinger at the oh, end. Yes. Post credits, we lose Maria and Nick Fury. Yeah, which we haven't seen Maria and Nick for fucking ever. And as soon as they showed up, I was like, oh, actually, that's cool. I would like them to be like, yo, we've got a plan, and for them to yeah. stick around. <laughs> and then they immediately both just die, and I'm like, oh, fucking guys, come on. But then at the very end, we get a hint about what the solution might be in the next movie. Yep, we got Cap Marvel. Which... Like uh, Nick pushes this little transponder, which I guess is his emergency. His code nose. red. How beeper? long has he had that button? And why didn't he use it before now? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I assume we'll find out I in hope Captain so. Marvel coming in 2019. <laughs> so I don't know exactly what Captain Marvel's power set is, but I know she's super powerful. Uh, so presumably she can fix this shit. Captain Marvel is one of the main people that generally gets uh, in Thanos storylines as well as Adam Warlock and Silver Surfer. But obviously they can't use Silver Surfer. Because he's ridiculous. Because he's owned by Fox and they didn't have the rights to that when they and were also making he's this. Ridiculous. And I mean, yes. He is ridiculous. <laughs> he is a silver man on a silver surfboard yeah. with the power cosmic. Although, you know what? They made Rocket work. So I yeah. was dubious and they There's, made it work. There is nothing that is too ridiculous to put on screen for well. me. No. Did you want the tentacle monsters in New York or were you happy that those were not there? Eh, I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, I again, I don't think it would have been too ridiculous. I don't think there is anything too ridiculous if you For handle you. it correctly. <laughs> For me, putting anything on screen, if handled correctly, I feel I can go fine. And Silver Surfer is among those things that I'm like, yeah, that could be fine. You have a limitless capacity for suspension of disbelief I mean, and I'm, tolerance of shenanigans. You read comics. I am on board for MODOK showing up. So oh God, you know, yes. you know that fucking MODOK showing up and him just being like, <laughs> would be amazing. You cast Busey in that role, I assume. Oh, no. It's, uh, fuck. Jeff always talks about this. It's, uh, motherfucking Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt as uh, MODOK is what Jeff always says. Okay. I mean, Busey's a little, I mean, the, to say that he's face. too crazy to be MODOK <laughs> is really saying something for Busey. <laughs> but like a big Patton Oswalt as MODOK would be amazing. I'm on board. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so before we get into the best and worst. Yeah. 
I do want to say, did you have any thoughts on what you think is coming in part two? Um, I mean, obviously we're going to see Captain Marvel. Um, it has to be some kind of time shenanigans. But again, I don't know. I mean, is that in her power set or is she going to no. have to enlist someone else? Are they going to have to get the gauntlet? Because the gauntlet looked broken. The gauntlet was definitely damaged, which to me uh, signifies that it has like that one more use left oh. in it. And so that if they set everything right at the end of it, it will destroy the gauntlet and the stones right. or destroy the gauntlet and send the stones flying. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would prefer it if the stones were not destroyed, if they were just scattered to the winds again and then maybe in a couple centuries left. Yeah, I the one thing I, I had briefly thought when Thanos was saying like, no tricks to Doctor Strange as he was getting the time stone is he had already set a rewind into the stone Mm. so that it is already like within the stone's settings to rewind eventually. Maybe. Uh, I don't know that that's going to happen, but... Well, it seems like it doesn't really leave a lot to happen in the next movie. Like, that would be just something that would go off on a timer, presumably. You'd think. (laughs) I mean, the big thing I am assuming is... Uh, probably going to have to show Thanos the error of his ways mm. because again Thanos is the only one who beats Thanos right. so Thanos has to be the one who at the very end like decides to do something or Tony gets the gauntlet integrates it into his machinery it's damaged so he has to use his own soul to power the gems and he dies okay I mean that's that's just one way that I assume Tony dies in the finale because I assume Tony dies in the finale yeah I would say my, my prediction would be everybody who died before Thanos did his thing stays dead which includes you know Gamora Loki um, I think there's a possibility that they have to do time shenanigans they might have to go further back to prevent the chain of events from unfolding the way that it did mm-hmm. um, and I don't know and it, if it is Thanos making the decision then he would presumably bring Gamora back at least you'd think right uh, alright so let's get into our best and worst best thing in the movie for you Claire <sighs> Honestly, I mean, overall, the movie was kind of just a movie that was happening in front of me. So moments that really stood out, probably all of the Spider-Man. He just lights up every scene that he's in for me. He's extremely entertaining. I'm emotionally invested in the character. So, yeah. I fucking love Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Spider-Man. I don't always good. love Spider-Man. Had no love whatsoever for Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. But I'm down with this Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. <laughs> like, he is my boy. <laughs> like, villain-wise, love Thanos hero-wise, love Spider. Those are my top two. Uh, Toby, man, had some real bad moments, but You had overall, to reach deep into your heart to love that Spider-Man. He was still, at least in the first couple movies, he was still basically Spider-Man. <laughs> like, by three, it was just some goddamn nonsense. And Andrew Garfield, I felt, was fine as Spider-Man. The movies were weaker, but I feel like he was a better Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then Tom Holland is a better, the best Spider-Man. Spider-Man and had the best movie. So there you go. I agree. Uh, Best thing for me in the movie is I'm going to go ahead and if I'm going to take a moment, it's going to be Spider-Man's death. Yeah. Like that was really the only thing in there where I was like, oh, I do have feels about this. Mm -hmm. Like that's that it's not quite Rockbiter sad, but it's sad. (laughs) Are you one of those heathens that thinks that our tax is the sadder moment? I have to ask you this. I am one of those heathens who doesn't have an opinion about that. Oh, that's fine. You can not have an opinion because if you did, it, it would, would be, be wrong. Yeah. Right. It would no, it would be my opinion. Okay, that's fine. If if you were I trust you, especially since you have a child. <laughs> 
that the scene of a parent losing their child because they weren't strong enough to hold on to them would be the one that affects you the most. That's probably true. I haven't seen the movie in a very long time. But so, there you but, go. But I, I will agree that going back and watching movies again after having a child, very different experiences. There you go. All right. Worst thing in the movie. <sighs> Gamora. Really? Yes. Oh, just the, the torture scene? Yeah, well, yeah. Just her completely collapsing instant fucking tanisly. And you know, it's a shame because I really enjoyed her moment where due to the illusion of the reality stone, she thought she had killed Thanos for a minute and was really emotional about that. And I liked that because her whole complicated relationship with Thanos, we always kind of suspected that it was more than she just hates him, hates him, hates him, hates him, that there was some kind of bond there. And we saw that when she thought she had killed him. And I thought that was a really cool, strong moment. And then, you know, five minutes later, she's just an idiot and ruins everything forever. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, For me, weakest point in the movie. Honestly, that one is definitely on there for me. Uh, I'm going to say... God, do I want to just agree with you? That's boring. <laughs> you should never agree with me. No. That's, that's that's a slippery slope to madness. That's just, that's that's insanity. How could I possibly do that? Uh, outside of that scene, I'd probably say the low end thing to me is Wanda. Uh, specifically, Wanda's level of power fluctuation. Yes. Where like sometimes she can pick up five giant engines of destruction that are like the size of buildings and just throw them casually into an army. Right. And other times she's like, I can barely hold this lady with horns. <laughs> I'm like, no, stop. Everyone else's powers basically maintains. Yeah. And her... Yeah, at least at least people's powers are usually at least on kind of the same order of magnitude. Like today, you can lift a truck and tomorrow you can still lift a car, but it's just way too oh, much yeah. of a gap for it's, her. It's just nonsense. It's the point where you're like, you could, if you want, to just be like and i crush you and i crush you but she was just sort of not using her power i don't know and black widow that... was probably too strong in the movie speaking of power fluctuations she seemed almost like cap level uh she was well i mean raw agility and fighting capability she basically is on cap's level but physical strength she's not supposed to be no and i don't think they really show her doing anything like physically that she couldn't uh all right let's let's give this a rating we're both going to give a rating zero to five that will give us our overall rating out of ten claire avengers infinity war three come at me internet all right uh honestly i'm gonna give it i'll give it a four for the spectacle Sure. Although, I, I just I, in terms of spectacle, like, I got more out of Black Panther. Well, I mean, I gave Black Panther a five. Right. So, you, you know, like, obviously, I would say it is not as strong of a film. The thing is, it is a film that is so much coming together. The fact that it was able to hang together as sure. much as it did, give basically everyone at least a couple character beats. Right. The amount that went into this movie... Like, I don't feel I could give it less than a four because it came out well. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a four for me is what I'd have to give it. So you're grading on a curve is what you're saying. I'm I'm taking into account <laughs> everything that came before. So I'm not, if this was in a vacuum and I had never seen a Marvel movie right. and then I watched this, I'd be like, that's 
what? (laughs) Like, it would just be a confusing, weird mess. But because of what it comes from, I feel like it is stronger for it. Okay. Now, here's a question that could potentially be even more controversial than a numerical ranking. Where does this fall in the Marvel ranking? I mean, it's it's gonna be fairly high middle. Yeah, I would agree with about middle. It's not gonna be in the top movies, because the top movies are all very good standalone. You could just watch these films. Right. Uh, this is less like, oh my God, this was so well done as a film as much as this was so well done as a like culmination of films. And it's not even totally a culmination. It does have that feel of a middle movie. It sort of has the two towers syndrome of trying to connect things together of having way too many characters in way too many different places. And it hangs together better than two towers. Yeah. Which is an achievement. Yeah. So there you go. Seven out of 10 for this movie from us. A fairly decent score. Internet, how angry are you? Let (laughs) us know. On a scale of one to doxing, how angry are you right now? (laughs) How how angry? If we get DDoS'd, then I guess you're pretty angry. Sweet. So uh, if you want to let us know how angry you are, you can always email us. We are systemmastery at Gmail, or you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. We are systemmastery there. You can go to our subreddit, r slash systemmastery. If you're really brave, you can go to Reddit. Yeah, if you want to go to Reddit, I don't know why you would, but you can. Maybe you do anyway, because you're a fucking degenerate. (laughs) And uh, you can go there, and we've got all of our stuff on our own website, systemmasterypodcast.com. And if you like what you hear, you want to support us, you want to help us keep doing what we're doing. Got to get that Patreon. Yeah, you got to keep Jeff's baby alive and me alive, which is, I mean, I'm basically like Jeff's other baby. Yeah. So we do have to occasionally stop by with food and wipe your ass. Yeah, it's very true. It's too true. (laughs) It's uncomfortably (laughs) true. Uh, Then please go to patreon.com slash system mastery. You can support us at any level. We appreciate anything. But if you get us at that $1 level, we've got plenty of bonus content for the system mastery show. And at the $2 or above level, we've got even more bonus content for our expounded universe show. And who knows, there may be some bonus content coming for movie mastery. We've been uh, a little out of sorts recently with uh, baby nonsense and stuff going on, but we do have some exciting changes that we have been bandying about. So in the future, you might be finding some exciting changes going on. Perhaps at a $3 level. Mayhaps. Or or mayhap we'll just change everything. Who knows? <laughs> it's possible we'll just go to monthly and just make everything weird. Uh, but... Thank you so much for joining us and listening to this ridiculously long episode. It was, it was yeah, you know, there's lots to talk about. It was going to happen. There's <laughs> no way you're going to talk about this movie and not go on for fucking ever. But thank you so much for joining us. We will be back in another couple weeks with another movie mastery. But until then, you have a good one.